2: You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to Nerd Wallets, Smart Money Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality the cream of the crop. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Jeff and I will be your host today. We have quite a few people in studio and
4: uh, joining us via the interwebs. Um, So uh, Neil, why don't you tell us about our three teams? Sure. Uh, Well, joining us as always are Ken and Matt who are in studio. How's it going guys? Yep, Doing good. Um, Ken is wearing a tank top. Uh, is that a band, Ken? Health? Yes. Oh, that's a cool shirt. It's they got played a... at Riot Fest. Unfortunately, they had some technical difficulties, but uh, great band. Yep. awesome. Yeah, we'll have to check them out. Uh, well, starting off uh, in studio is our friend Beth from Glen Ellen. How's it going, Beth? Good. Uh, and why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and um, you know how you found the show and and how much you like trivia?
0: All right. So I'm Beth. Um, I live in Glen Ellen. I am a stay at home mom and pre and postnatal fitness instructor i uh found triviality through another podcast and have been i basically listened to the whole catalog in about a month so
5: wow that's perseverance right there (laughs) i would not be interested in doing that
0: (laughs) so i found you guys because one of you mentioned roosevelt street on the trivial warfare episode Mm. you were on and i was like, oh, I live near Roosevelt, and then I looked you guys up, and I realized that you guys were nearby me, so I was yeah. pretty excited about that.
6: Yeah, like 20
4: minutes. Yeah. We are a very convenient podcast for you,
6: so. Yeah, you are. I'm
0: like, I'm like, I drive down this street going to the zoo. I know exactly where you're at.
4: Well, thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Uh, so, Beth is going to be on a team with Ken, yes. and uh, their team name is going to be Team Beth Metal. Yeah. Because she's Beth, and I'm a little bit metal, I guess. <laughs> yeah, bit. you're a little bit metal. She's a, she's a lot of Beth. and uh, that
3: titanium hip we put in you, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Uh, All right. Well, joining us over Skype, uh, we're going to start first uh, with a United States Champion Patreon supporter out in Los Angeles, and that's going to be Robert Dimitri. How's it going, man?
1: Hey, it's going great. Nice to be on the show and meet you guys. Uh, I'm a fan. It's been fun listening to you.
4: Well, thank you so much. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're up to out there and and, uh, how you got into trivia?
1: Uh, so I live on the west side in LA. I, um, work for a little production slash management company here. You know, for somebody in my demographic, my trivia story is probably pretty common. Grew up playing Trivial Pursuit, watching game shows, doing all that good stuff. Um, and recently over the last like year, year and a half, pretty much all my podcast consumption has been trivia podcasts, including yours. Um, really into game shows and board games and, all that kind of stuff. Um, I've been lucky to get on a couple game shows since being out here in L.A. It's really easy to audition when they're right down the street <laughs> from you. So.
6: Which ones have you been on?
1: Uh, I was on uh, The Chase on Game Show Network.
5: Very cool. It's been a lot of mention uh, of that show lately. Yeah, It's it's worth a check
3: out. I love their format. I'm going to have to watch it.
1: Yeah, it's a fun show. I was bummed, <laughs> I, I was bummed it got canceled. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually one of only three people who got to go on it twice.
4: Wow. <laughs> Ooh.
1: Um they brought back three contestants who were um, extra handsome. losers, losers <laughs> who had done well. Oh. So they we got to try to team up and take revenge.
5: So you were uh, Survivor's Rupert <laughs> of the yes, chase. Yes,
1: exactly.
6: <laughs> that reference is lost on a lot of people. <laughs>
4: Not you, though. I got it.
1: I, I I stopped watching Survivor shortly after that. All
4: right. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate it and uh, also appreciate you supporting us. Uh, And also supporting us, uh, coming to us uh, right outside Minneapolis, is Dave Brown. How's it going, Dave?
7: Uh, Doing all right. So, good to be on the show.
4: Yeah, (laughs) we appreciate it. Uh, And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
7: Uh, I live up in the Minneapolis area, uh, bar manager at a restaurant. Um, Play trivia on some nights off when I can. Listen to a lot of trivia podcasts, just... Always enjoyed trivia growing up. I remember like listen doing Brain Quest stuff in like mm. sixth, seventh grade with my uh, with teachers and stuff. Always did pretty well at it, and just kind of uh, caught the bug about a year ago. So
5: yeah. And for these guys, we asked them to pick a team name, and we did a little word association. Said name the first word that pops into your head. One of them saw the Batman poster and said Batman, and the other one panicked
4: and said. <laughs> so they're gonna be <laughs> Team Guano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> team guano uh and uh one more thank you to uh dave for also being a united states champion patreon level and uh i'll throw it back to jeff but if you'd like to join us uh, and support the show just go to patreon.com slash triviality podcast mm-hmm. and you guys it. are
5: going to be team well,
4: sad meal is that what? we're going to be team or we're start happy meal happy meal <laughs> and we'll see how, it, how it plays. <laughs> because
5: matt plus
6: neil is meal. it's our meal. celebrity couple name Je- uh, happy meal it's a jeff game so i bet by the end we'll be sad Meal.
3: <laughs> well uh I have a lot of people to thank for helping me write this game. Unfortunately, I haven't written anything standardized in a long time, which means I have to catch up on a lot of question fives. So there's probably about 12 question fives in this game. Um, I will change the numbers for sake of keeping everything in order. But a few disclosures. I may have changed or altered them slightly uh, to change the difficulty or... uh, mostly in the direction of down. And uh, if I get your name wrong in the pronunciation, as always, I apologize. But let's just get that out of the way because uh, there's quite a few of those. So. All right.
5: Hey, Jeff, do you mind if I toss it to the rules guy?
3: You know what, Ken? I don't.
5: I love tossing it to the rules <laughs> sure guy. do. But the cream
3: will
8: rise to the top, oh yeah.
5: Whoa, that was a good one today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The joke that never dies. No. (laughs) Ken won't lend it. Take it away, Jeff. (laughs) All right, so uh,
3: first question in the first round is going to be from Josh Martin. Thank you, Josh. What island sits at the confluence of the St. Lawrence and Ottawa Rivers in Canada and is the second largest island in the St. Lawrence River? you know anything about this?
4: Uh, I do not. Oh, that's a problem. Yeah. We're, we're locked. We're locked in. If uh, Team Bethmeal, you're welcome to talk. I'll I'll mute you guys real quick. And I'm just gonna come up with some kind of French. How about La Pierre?
0: That sounds good to me. All right.
4: Yeah. All right, guys, <laughs> feel free to talk. There, everyone's locked in.
3: <laughs> Is that French for the Pierre?
4: Yeah.
1: All right, all right, Dave, you're the northerner here. Ah, yeah, but I really haven't gone up and down the lock
7: system of the St. Lawrence lately. <laughs> Dude, I got nothing. I would say,
1: like, the island of Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> oh, man. They renamed uh, it after he, uh, they sank it. The only other one that's really coming to mind is Prince Edward Island, which is mm. a province, so I don't think that's I think it. I think my mind, too, and I was
7: like, uh, I know that's out that area, but we can just put Prince Edward Island. I yeah
5: re- that's that's fine
6: with me all right guano's locking in with prince edward island
5: yep. a, a reasonable guess from guano we're going with lapierre
6: yeah we don't know anything about this so uh that maybe newfoundland has a newfound island so that's what we <laughs> said
3: uh unfortunately it shares its name with one of the largest french-speaking cities in the world it is montreal oh, oh.
5: montreal's an island The city itself
3: the city yeah it's also an island
6: hmm. huh. good to know
5: Starting off with a solid zero points all around. <laughs>
4: Definitely a Jeff game. I... He didn't write that one. <laughs> he chose it, though.
3: They, the questions choose me, which I think is probably about right. Yeah. All right. The second question in the round. Uh, this one comes from our friend Chris Eve. Thanks, Chris. Uh, he wrote a little category. It's, are you feeling Randy? Mm. Uh, I wonder where there's yeah, directions baby, going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then known as Randy Pofo, uh. what MLB team signed the Macho Man as a catcher out of high school?
5: We're locked in. All right, so Macho Man is from here. Okay. Do you want to go Cubs or Sox?
0: Yeah, that'd be fine.
5: All right, we're going to go Sox. Okay. All right.
0: Hey,
7: I remember looking this up once, and I can't remember what freaking team it was. I mean, for me, it'd just be a 1-30 in shot, really. You want to just go with the Braves? I kind of think that kind of rings a bell to me. but That's fine with me
5: okay well i thought he was from around here so well between the cubs and the Sox, and
4: we went with the Sox. so
3: beth metal going with the Sox, and i think neil is the one who maybe keyed in on this first out of the duo over here
4: yeah the only reason i know this is my my uncle jim uh used to play baseball with randy Paffo. uh he was his pitcher and randy pafo was the catcher and i just knew from that family connection uh that he was drafted by the st louis cardinals all uh.
3: right and uh, Neil is correct. His, yeah. uh, he remembered his family's <laughs> story well. So, yeah.
4: I yeah.
5: am I am right that he's from here. Yeah, Florida. from yeah. Uh, he's from here.
4: Then he moved to okay. to Florida. Okay, yeah.
3: All right. Very good. On to question three. This one is uh, courtesy of Ron Denny. So, um, Ron asks, who was the first president to campaign via telephone?
4: Is that like a, um, industrial age? Robo calls like, hello, eh? please vote for McKinley or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I, did, I say, so. I say, yeah, yeah. It's like, hello, is Tom there? Oh, well, then maybe you could help me. <laughs> I it. It's like, are your candles lit? Do you like electricity? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Team Happy meals is locked in. Um,
5: so I am thinking maybe like the Kennedy area.
0: Yeah, I was thinking it's probably later than the um, dawn of... The telephone, because it takes a while for that stuff to catch on. Hold on, let me connect
5: this wire (laughs) to this wire. Maybe a little bit after that kind of went away. So so. maybe,
0: well, let's see. Roosevelt used the TV.
5: Mm -hmm.
0: Do you think it would have been before or after that?
5: After. After? I think. Okay. I I think maybe Kennedy. Kennedy. Okay. We can go go with that. He's a charismatic fella.
7: So think after Roosevelt, you're thinking maybe Woodrow Wilson in the late 1910s as somebody using it as a tool.
1: I like I mean, Wilson
7: I mean I like I like Wilson because
1: he, he won he won twice um his first campaign was really contentious against Roosevelt and Taft, and I don't know Use the new move all right oh well lock in with Wilson
3: then all right okay Go on I was locked in with Wilson what'd you say uh, Beth metal?
5: we thought uh it would be when te- the telephone became much more convenient, so we were thinking maybe sixties and we went with Kennedy
6: hmm. huh. Yeah, we had no reason went way too early and said, Rutherford B. Hayes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you did go a little early. Everybody else went
3: a little bit late. So um, I'm not quite sure if uh, it was done initially as a stunt. But I can imagine if you wanted to reach out to people at this time who had phones, those people might be wealthy or well-connected. So it was actually uh, the the predecessor to uh, Roosevelt. It
4: was McKinley. McKinley. Um, (laughs) Oh, I said McKinley. Do you like
5: our power on?
4: (laughs) I just did McKinley because it sounded like it would be good. (laughs) (laughs) Old-time-y. Old yeah.
3: Walt <laughs> <laughs> McKinley. And,
1: and, and, and then people were so annoyed with the robocalls that somebody shot it. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about putting, uh, it may not have helped his uh, prospects, but I didn't know if that would help anybody. But, mm. Would have helped me. I may have to back some of these off a little bit as far as toughness. <laughs> um, we've been told we need more history questions, so another history question. Uh, this one is courtesy of Katie DeWall. Thank you, Katie. Uh, who is the only u s. President to be buried in washington d c? Mm-hmm. all right, well we're we're locked in with a
5: thing. all right, so uh, I'm thinking maybe a military person buried in thinking, Arlington.
0: Yeah, I was thinking that as well. I was trying to think of people that are from the area, mm-hmm. but I would think the only ones I could think of would have like family estates like Washington and Jefferson being from Virginia. Uh-huh. But yeah, military, so maybe um, Grant
5: or Eisenhower.
0: I could see it being Grant. That sounds okay. good to me.
5: We're going to go with Grant.
7: Rob, I'm going to walk away and let you do this one yourself. I, oh, I, my yeah. gosh. Well, it's a 1 in 45 did, I, shot. I, I presidents, but I don't know where they're buried. Less than
3: that.
1: Yeah, yeah, several nobody, of I eight. mean, these names no, just popped true. into my head, but that doesn't mean anything. Um, I don't know. 40? 140 You know, as I said, I've heard this before, but I just don't remember. Mm-hmm. I can't think of it. 49? Um, I did used to yeah. live in the D.C. area, which makes this even more shameful. Um. <laughs> But just because Coolidge was the first one that popped into my head, I just I guess I'd want to say him. Go for it. Fire. Honest we'll Cal Calvin
5: Coolidge. All right, like i Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> <laughs> Honest Cal. Um, Silent. Did you wanna go over our reasoning?
0: Yeah, so we were thinking it would be someone military being buried in Arlington Cemetery. And we talked about a couple different ones and we landed on Grant. Okay.
6: Uh, Neil had no idea here, which helped me because I also had no idea here. Um, <laughs> so we I went with a president who ends up being the answer to a lot of trivia questions. And that's the only reason I picked him. And I said, Grover Cleveland. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Well, out of your one in roughly 40 chance, I can't remember how many are still living. Uh, unfortunately, it was not um, a famous military president. Uh, it was Woodrow Wilson. Mm, uh... Being the only one buried in D.C. Huh. Um, so question five today is courtesy of Ben Jenkins. Thank you, Ben. Uh, this is very much up my alley, though. Uh, by area, what is the smallest U.S. state whose name begins with a vowel?
6: Yeah, we can lock
4: in. Okay. Alright, we're locked in.
0: I'm kind of between Iowa and Ohio. I think Ohio would be my vote on those. Would be smaller? Yeah. Okay, we can go with that.
7: So I think it's one of the I's, and I don't think it's Idaho. I think that's too big. I feel best with Iowa. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I'm comfortable with that as a guess. I of the Of the three that I'm Questioning now, I, I I really don't know. So if you if you're leaning toward that, that's cool with me. All right, we'll lock in with Iowa.
5: Okay, we made a list and checked it twice, and we're going with Ohio.
4: Mm-hmm. We were like really between Iowa and Indiana, we couldn't tell which one was bigger. Um, and I'll let Matt take it from there.
6: Yeah, well, I was saying Ohio, but I remember driving through Ohio, and that takes forever. Um, and then it just came down to I think Iowa smaller, so we said Iowa.
3: All right, so uh, the, the state in question was mentioned of the smallest uh, that have a vowel to start. Uh, Ohio is the second smallest, uh. because Indiana is the smallest oh. state no. that starts with a vowel. Wow. It just
5: seems like it takes forever to join. Larger
3: than that, um, Alabama, Arkansas, Iowa, and then Illinois is the 25th wow. largest. Wow, so. all right. It's so, a really
0: great smack dab in the middle.
3: Indiana is all the way down there at 38 by area
5: after five questions cool. let me just add this up really quick shouldn't uh, take too long okay. <laughs> carry the one and uh, zero points all around we have ten we, we, have, we 10. have ten you have ten from yeah, what so macho man. From, yeah oh okay
3: macho Man. they
5: got macho man
3: so on to question six this yeah, one
5: you guys got one of the beanie babies you didn't have in your happy meal
3: <laughs> question six is courtesy of jason heaton thank you jason. Oh, jason uh what two families who lived in the west virginia kentucky area from 1863 to 1891 were notorious for having a long lasting and bitter feud between them resulting in dozens of family members being killed or wounded. It's also the name of a miniseries that ran on the History Channel from 2012 to 2012 Mm -hmm. with Bill Paxton and Kevin Costner.
4: (laughs) Yes. Okay, we're locked in Uh, on our end. Okay, we are in with the Capulets
5: and the Montagues. (laughs) Okay, you guys, feel free to talk.
1: (laughs) Hey, Dave, I think we're going to finally score some points. (laughs) Yeah, I got the uh, Hatfields and McCoys. I'm with you. Bill Paxton versus Kevin Cosner. <laughs>
5: Classic rivalry. <laughs> I just yeah. think
7: of the Waylon Jennings song, Lukenbach, Texas. Mm. So
4: yep. we, had, we had the Hatfield McCoys, too. So did we. I, I wrote McCoy, and Matt wrote Hatfield, and we did a little dance, and that's what we came <laughs> up
3: with. And it is a clean sweep for Hatfields uh, and McCoys. Yes. Did anybody need the TV reference? I added
6: that on. Yes. No, I, I did I not. Didn't, I, I didn't, but I needed
4: his Hatfield, though, for sure. Okay.
6: And, and I needed TV, because I always need TV. <laughs>
3: Alright, question seven Seven uh, This one actually was written by me so.
5: Hooray, uh, well maybe
3: not Hey, he did, he did some work not. today I, I did put in a little bit of work uh, What city holds the distinction of being both the most populated city in the southern hemisphere And is home to the largest population of Italian descended peoples Larger than even Rome
6: oh, I like the way it looks on a sheet too We're locking <laughs> You guys can chat
5: I wrote down a couple here Mexico okay. City, Rio de Janeiro, Laos, Sao Paulo, Mumbai, mm-hmm. Bombay. A
0: lot of people. Okay, I have a Rio, Sydney, Cape Town, and then Manila and Singapore. I know um, you said Laos. I'm not sure if that's a, that's a country, and I know it's above the southern hemisphere.
5: What's this? Okay.
0: Yeah. I, or at least I'm pretty sure because I've been to Vietnam and I remember being disappointed I did not across the equator to get there. Okay. And it's right next to it. Um, we could do something in India. I think that goes south enough. I'm very horrible with uh, Indian geography. <laughs> yeah, so pretty tough. I'm not sure where the things are well, at. Well, I'm an expert. Should we go with New Delhi? We could go with New Delhi. I'm All fine right. with that. Let's, Let's just try that. go with it.
7: We kind of shot around uh, South America for the most part. talked about some places in Brazil, but uh, Rob... Was pointing towards Buenos Aires, and I was keen to agree with him on that, so we locked in with Buenos Aires.
4: Wow, uh, we feel really good because Matt and I wrote a bunch of South American countries we didn't know, and and this is the truth: we wrote Matt wrote Buenos Aires, and we we're like, it looks really nice on the piece of paper, <laughs> and we went with <laughs> Brando- Buenos Aires. That sounds really nice.
0: It Means clean air, so it should. Yeah, that's would.
4: probably why
5: we it's went uh, with New Delhi. All oh, right, Which they just opened a New deli down the street. Oh, I'm yeah. excited uh, to check out. I prefer it out. the old deli
6: <laughs>
3: I knew that was coming to. Alright, so um, Buenos Aires, Argentina. Sorry, I don't know why I did. It it sounded um, good. It did. Uh, Buenos Aires has a population of 12.5 million, uh, but it's only the second largest Uh, city uh, in the Southern Hemisphere. You should have thought Brazil, with a population of almost 18 million, Sao Paulo uh, is the largest city in the Southern Hemisphere. For the record, I looked up a bunch of cities that were mentioned. Manila um all that all northern hemisphere Uh, everything in india is in the northern hemisphere i mean stuff is not as far south as you think i'm just
5: happy i wrote sao paulo down on the page Mm -hmm.
0: yeah
3: all right question eight comes to us courtesy of peter Wen. thank you peter uh this is an arts and crafts question in what activity will you see the terms gauge pearl circular and cast on
4: yep we're good pearl gauge what about like um blacksmithing uh Mm, uh, glass making or glass um, molding? What are they? Whatever they call that. Yeah. Because um, like they use the, I don't know. So they, I, they pull out the hot poker. They put the
6: weird <laughs> glass on it. It melts and then they spin it. Okay, so I'm gonna ignore that because I don't think that's right. Uh, does it have to do with sewing? Uh, or oh, knitting? circular? Like, yeah. Isn't it, not is it a pearl uh, like a knitting style or in a gauge? I don't know. <laughs> well, I took a sabbatical from my sewing circle because they were getting too catty, and. <laughs> Now, you know, I'm forgetting all the terms. That's well, these... because
4: you were like, hey, guys, we're going to crochet it," Or it's not crochet, it's it knitting right? yeah. <laughs> or whatever. It's crotchet. Crotchet. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, if you think, <laughs> what would you call it then? We could say crochet. Crochet. Yeah. Okay. If it's, if it's glass making, I'm going to be really angry. <laughs> That'd be glass blowing. Glass blowing. I
3: love how Neil always has the disclosure that if he's wrong or if he's right, but everybody else is wrong, he's mad. <laughs> uh, we're,
4: we're all locked in, guys.
1: So I just told Dave here, my, my first thought was the term gauge I know is related to piercing like the width of a piercing okay Let's I it would be, be a craft and an art in a, of a sense
5: yeah I think it depends how well it's done right <laughs>
7: <laughs> a lot of up in this area I think they would call it art
5: yeah. so.
3: that's mostly what art is right it just depends on how well you do something
0: mm. alright so uh, I'm really glad you guys went with crochet because the answer is knitting oh um, oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big crocheter so I know no. that those are not crochet terms
6: oh no. Well, spoiler: we put crochet, <laughs> and double spoiler: <laughs> We're the answer is knitting.
3: <laughs> uh, so, gauge generally is just referring to the thickness of something. Um, so, like if you're thinking about um, gauges or piercings, those are just like the thickness. You measure um, sheet metals generally by gauge or wire by gauge. That's just the thickness of the material. So,
5: well, can, can you go over the finer details of what the difference between crochet and knitting for for these guys? Yeah, exactly. I actually curious. Curious. I know.
0: <laughs> for these guys? Well, knitting's the one with the two sticks, mm-hmm. and you cast onto one stick, and then you loop onto the other stick, and okay. go back and forth.
5: So you just click them together, and a quote yeah, comes Yeah, you just out.
0: go like that. Yeah. I, I don't really know the finer details of knitting, but uh, crocheting, you have a hook, mm. and you make loops, and you pull the yarn through the loops, over and over and over, wow. until you've made a... Quilt. a quilt that's actually or, very
4: helpful because now I, i'll remember crochet is with a hook
0: yeah mm-hmm.
4: and the oh. and the candy man crochets people It's correct he's actually he's a he's arts and crafts man right um i will say full disclosure when you said gage and i wrote it down all i thought about was the last name of channing tatum's character and stuff up to the streets of course you did and it did not help me whatsoever no, it did not. not surprisingly
3: <laughs> all right question nine is a listener submitted question i just technically i listen to the show every week so uh, it's from me. <laughs> uh, this famous musician had his eye in the sky when he was hired on to be the sound engineer for Pink Floyd's arguably most famous album, The Dark Side of the Moon. Who was this sound engineer turned musician? He was a we producer. are going to lock in with some That he had his own album.
5: Real crap. You're awesome. okay. <laughs> so
7: We uh, discussed, uh, I feel like this is a Chicago Bulls reference song, because I think Eye in the Sky is the uh, Alan Parsons project. And it's the entrance song for what was that? The 90s Bulls for Michael Jordan and all that stuff. Sure was. Yeah, I figure we went with Alan Parsons Project.
5: That's a pretty good guess. We uh, we stuck with a progressive uh, musician
4: as well, and went with Geddy Lee. I, I used to do an impression i can't do right now uh matt, i'll let matt talk about it because yeah i didn't even think about the chicago bulls connection and that sounds really good yeah um well i don't know why you're letting me talk about because
6: it, it was your story but something <laughs> about jimmy Iovine and something about bruce springsteen <laughs> and we said bruce springsteen
5: one two three
3: <laughs> what's, what's the answer <laughs> so the uh the chicago bulls intro uh is Sirius, which is a constellation uh it is by the alan parsons project and those two songs are played together. Sirius and Eye in the Sky is generally considered one song. And uh, I figured I was going to make the Dr. Evil moon base reference uh, to tie that one more to The Dark Side of the Moon, but it was Alan Parsons.
5: Mm-hmm. Yep. I knew I knew that was called Sirius. I didn't know it was called Good Eye job, in the dude. Sky.
3: All right. And uh, last question in the first round is from David Wilkinson. Thank you, David. Uh, and I altered this one slightly. How many of the 50 official two-state or two-letter state abbreviations, are acceptable words in Scrabble. Oh, now, I'm not asking for the exact number. I will give you credit if you are within three.
4: Okay.
1: No, I mean, I'm pretty good with that. I think, okay. I think we'll be within three. I think we'll lock in with 15.
4: Okay. Uh, Yeah, we, uh, we kind of went between 11 and 13, so Happy Meal is going with 13, officially.
5: And we were uh, more conservative with what we thought were words in Scrabble, and we... Uh, landed on eight all
3: oh. right so two key, two teams will be getting credit for this and yeah, one guess. team was only off by one it is 16 total uh, yeah.
5: wow
4: so we go wrap, got points right <laughs> yes so,
3: so if we were you close are,
5: so it was only twice as many as we <laughs>
3: <laughs> if you are curious it is alabama arkansas delaware hawaii Idaho, Indiana, Louisiana, uh, Massachusetts, Maine, Michigan, Missouri, Nebraska, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, and Utah. Mm. Those are your 16 playable.
7: Yeah. Uh, Good joke.
4: All right. So uh, going into uh, the swing round, looks like the scores currently are uh, Team Beth Metal and Team Guano, both with 20 points. And uh, Team Happy Meal, surprisingly, with 30 points. Not yeah. right. surprise here. Hey.
3: So I'm going to give you artists... And uh Ooh. I'm going to tell you uh so I'll give you an original artist and I'll give you the person who covered their song and made it more famous and okay. I want the song okay. title. So Okay. So uh, number 1 is Edna Swap 95, 90, 95 Uh Natalie Imbruglia did it in 97. Second one, Tina Turner did it originally in 86. Ace of Base did this song in 94. Robert Hazard penned the song in 79, Cindy Lauper covered it more famously in 83. Uh, question four is Gloria Jones in 65 and Soft Cell in 81. Question five, uh, the original was by Otis Redding in 65 and Aretha Franklin covered in 67. Question six, the original is uh, by the band Arrows in 75, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts covered in 81. So number seven is going to be uh, The Leaves did this song originally in 65, and The Jimi Hendrix Experience covered it in 66. Uh, Apollonia, number six, did this song originally in 84, and The Bangles covered it in 86.
5: This is much easier. Thank you.
3: Uh, all right. The next one Glad in the you round say that. is uh, <laughs> Sl- Slade did it originally, and Quiet Riot made it famous in 83. 83. Quiet, right. And this is 10, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And number 10. Tommy James and the Shondells did it in 1967, and it was made famous by Tiffany in 1987.
2: Mm. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more, And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Full Money. Each weekday on Motley Full Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas. Plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, looks like all the teams have locked in their answers uh, after the swing round. Before we continue, just wanted to give a shout out to Patreon. We have uh, two United States champion level Patreon supporters here today. Uh, and Dave and Robert. So if you'd like to join us and support the show for as little as a dollar a day, you can go to...
6: You always say a dollar a day. You're really
4: pushing for that money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everything everything helps. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com. I'm slash... actually
1: not giving y'all a
4: dollar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> Um, so yeah you can just go to patreon.com slash uh, and we hope you're enjoying our video bonus series which uh, we'll have concluded at this point but we're going to have a season two and we are going to uh, pick exclusively from uh, Patreon supporters uh, in a lottery so if you'd like to join for season two uh, at any point between now and spring feel free to join Patreon
6: and we'll have a vote where you can pick Ken's shirt for the next season too oh there you
3: go <laughs> that would probably go over well your, your last shirt has met rave reviews did yeah. it yeah, yeah five oh, stars that's great good job I even made a Yelp page for it.
6: Like, I
5: wear that shirt. It's not like... It's not a joke. No, it's a,
3: it's a great shirt. Oh, thanks. You did make a joke of it. When you I'll said wear this shirt You wear it to distract time. from cool. your face, but...
4: Yeah, next time it'll be all tanks. Either all tanks or all long-sleeve shirts. I'll wear my health tank next time with the, <laughs> with the big skull on it.
3: All right, so we are all locked in and ready for the answer. So... Um, let's just keep it in the same order here. I'll go from uh, I'll start Guano and I'll do Beth Metal and then Happy Sad Meal. Where are we at over here, guys? I'm pretty
4: happy. Oh, pretty happy. Okay, still in the lead. Still Happy
3: Meal. Okay, uh, so I'll do uh, that order for all of them and uh, we'll go from there. So uh, the first one, Natalie and Brilia and Edna swaps original.
1: The only one that we know is called Torn. So that's our answer.
3: All right. We said Torn as well. Yep. Both teams are right. I'm torn. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're not a little late, it turns mm. out, on this one, Matt. Yeah. Uh, so you are all correct. The famous Natalie Burley song, Torn, is actually a cover. The original is very slow and pretty good, but a very different song.
4: Contrary to very popular belief, not about Rip Torn, actor. <laughs> I did not know that was a controversial, unpopular belief. I like to think if two people say it's true, it's pretty popular. <laughs> I, always, how, I always
5: thought that. That's yeah.
3: how it works with our listenership, right? There's like, like 10, 15 people out there. Yeah. Uh... All right, and the second question, what did you say for uh, Ace of Bass and Tina Turner Guano? Uh,
1: So Team Guano uh, didn't think it was The Sign, which was the first Ace of Bass song we thought of. That just didn't seem like a Tina song. But uh, the song Don't Turn Around, assuming that's what it's called, seemed like it could have been a Tina song, so that's what we said.
5: Uh, Team Beth Metal had a similar train of thought, but the song that we thought sounded like a Tina song was All That She Wants.
4: Yeah, so many oh. so many great songs to choose from now that I'm thinking of all these like Don't Turn Around and I saw a sign and whatnot, but we also went with All That She Wants.
3: Well, only one team's getting credit. Oh. It's what? Don't Turn Around. Oh wow, tells yes! <laughs> <laughs> you
1: on that one. Good pull. Nice pull. If I had thought of all that she wants, I would have said that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was joking with Neil beforehand. I was like, I wanted to put more effort into this round, but after like an hour and a half of listening to the original songs on this list, uh, I basically squandered my question writing time. So it was well worth it, though. All right, Guano, uh, what did you say for Cyndi Lauper's cover of a Robert Hazard song?
1: Uh, Guano thinks that that one would be True Colors.
0: Um, Team Beth Metal, we could not think of a Cyndi Lauper song. We're going
6: to go with Baby Got Back.
0: (laughs) Uh (laughs) So we're passing.
6: (laughs) Yeah, um, we were thinking of a different uh, Cyndi Lauper hit and went with Time After Time.
8: Oh. Uh,
3: Unfortunately, I'm sad to say nobody is going to get this uh, song, which is one of her more famous girls just just want to have have fun. fun. Oh. I do not think
6: that would be a cover.
3: Uh Yep, that was a cover. Alright, and uh, on to question four, back to Guano. Uh, What Gloria Jones soft cell covered song did you think
4: that was?
1: Uh, Guano said the famous Tainted Love which is one of the few songs I've ever actually danced to.
4: (laughs) Footage
5: (laughs) didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't really think it was a cover but uh, Tainted Love is the way we had to go
4: oh yeah and uh yeah in the song tainted love in the soft sell version they do a little nod to the old old version uh with the piano there so we want tamed love
3: yeah neil with a little bit more flair on that one it was tainted love well done everyone all right neat guano uh question five was the otis redding uh hit that was made famous by aretha franklin
1: uh, uh sorry go ahead dave
7: R-E-S-P-C-T. r-e-s-p-e-c-t respect <laughs> what it means to me <laughs>
4: Yep, R E S P C T. Yeah, surprisingly, we didn't, uh, on this team, we didn't go with These Arms of Mine, used in Roadhouse and Dirty Dancing for lovemaking scenes, but we went with uh, R E S P C T, which I learned uh, recently. Yeah. Respect.
3: Her, one of her most famous songs is a cover, and uh, it's respect.
5: What song do you use for your lovemaking scenes, <laughs> Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> bodies by Drowning Pool. Good choice. So are we right? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you are right.
3: Uh, Question six was about uh, the Arrow song that Joan Jett made famous. Uh, Which one was that, Guano?
7: We did uh, I Love Rock and Roll.
5: Beth Metal? Uh, We're going to go with uh, Queen of Winter Throned by Cradle of Filth. Ooh, Cradle of Filth.
4: Matt, do you want to take this one? Nope, because I don't remember what we put. Oh, so originally we wrote I Love Rock and Roll. We weren't sure. We thought maybe that was Joan Jett and uh, our affinity for uh, Ronda Rousey in the WWE. We went with uh, Reputation, her entrance song. Joan
3: um, Joan Jett uh, covered I Love Rock and Roll. It was I Love Rock um, and Roll. You yeah, did yeah, right yeah.
6: then and crossed it out. Good for us.
3: All right, question, uh, question seven. Mm-hmm. This one I thought was one of the harder ones. Uh, so it was The Leaves and then The Jimi Hendrix Experience covered it a year later. Uh, what did you guys think over in Guano?
7: We went with uh, Foxy Lady.
5: That's probably what we should have done. Uh, just pick a Jimi Hendrix song. But uh, we're just
6: gonna go with uh, "Star Spangled Banner." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were. Uh, we were. I mean, I initially wrote down all on the Watchtower because I know it's a cover, but it's a Dylan cover. But I thought maybe there's another cover. But we actually ended up going with a song that we covered in our short-lived uh, cover yeah. band. Our uh, cover band,
4: Matt Now I were in Vinnie Barbarino's Dream Machine. <laughs> uh, we covered this song. It's "Foxy Lady." It's what we put down.
3: Okay, so oh. authorship of the song is unknown, uh, but the first known recording was by The Leaves. Uh, Rolling Stone rates this song 201st on their list of 500 greatest songs of all time. It's Hey Joe. Oh, That's, that's what I
5: was going to say in my reassessment. That's a dark song.
3: All right, on to question eight. Uh, Apollonia Six did it a few years before the Bengals made it very much more famous. Uh, what would you say, Guano?
7: Uh, we said walk like an Egyptian.
5: <laughs> that is literally the only Bengals song that we know. Yep. So that's what we went with.
4: The only thing I can contribute here is that the Bengals did Manic Monday, but I believe that was written for them by Prince, because uh, it sounds like Prince. So we went Walk Like an Egyptian.
3: Well, Neil, you're going to be wishing it was Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was just another Manic Monday.
4: I thought Prince wrote that. Or maybe he wrote it for the other band.
3: So um, so Prince wrote Manic Monday for the band Apollonia 6 for their self-titled debut in 84. Ah. Ultimately, he pulled the song from an album from the album and later offered it to the bangles under the pseudonym Christopher.
4: Okay. Wow. So my, my background was correct, but I, my follow through what you're answering. Th- was not <laughs> not so
3: there was a recording done by the original uh, band. And then awesome. Was... I like
5: that. Prince's real name is Prince and his pseudonym is Christopher.
3: <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, question number nine, Uh Slade original in 73, a British glam rock band and uh, quiet riot made this song famous in 83. Which one was that?
1: Dave definitely wants to perform this one.
3: Yeah. <laughs> come
0: on, feel the noise. <laughs> yeah, we went with feel the noise as well. Yeah.
6: We assume they might have had a different spelling of come, but we said, come on, feel the noise.
3: Yeah, turns out, no, both of them spelled it that way. <laughs> it is come on, feel the noise. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah,
6: the noise is spelled different. With the a Z, case. right? Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh,
3: yeah. There are several words spelled differently in that song.
6: In that title. <laughs> they did their best. They're musicians. Uh,
3: I don't know about that. Uh, and the last question of the they round. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> Tommy James and the Shondells penned this 20 years before Tiffany made it famous, at least considerably more famous. Uh, what song was that?
1: Uh, I think We're Alone Now.
5: Yeah, but what song? <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's
1: the only Tiffany song I know. Give me a break.
0: (laughs) Yeah, same. Only Tiffany song I know is I Think We're Alone Now.
6: Yeah, and we were just trying to make sure this wasn't Debbie Gibson, but we also went with I Think We're Alone Now.
3: Yeah, and a clean sweep for the final question in the round. Uh, Yeah, I Think We're Alone Now is probably the only tith song any of us could name
4: <laughs> all right after the swing round it looks like uh team beth metal has 45 points going into second round and uh tied at 55 our uh, team happy meal and team guano i feel like we're getting beat up but we're not that far back no no one question back
0: yeah, i'm feeling kind of bad about us but they're only they're a little bit ahead <laughs> that's probably the like... coolest name though <laughs> so yeah that's
6: true
4: <laughs> if it comes down to a tiebreaker that's actually what it is so <laughs> All right, what do you have for, for us, uh, Jeffrey? Yeah, moving on to round two. What's Jeff, up? Jeffrey. I, Jeff Why, doesn't uh, like when we call him Jeffrey, so I just say I, it all the time. I
3: just, like, I just want my name partially redacted, okay? Yeah. All right, so first question in the second round, uh, and most of these are written by me, so, but I think they're not too bad. We'll see. Uh, so question one, what is the smallest U.S. state by area where two or more football teams play?
1: Are we talking about professional football teams? We are
3: talking about 32 NFL teams. Um, and is gotcha. this
4: uh, where the team is from or where they physically play the game in a stadium?
3: Where two or more football teams play.
4: Okay.
5: This is right
3: then.
4: Okay. Yeah, we're we're locked in.
0: I'm trying to think of places that have two or more teams.
5: There's something with New Jersey.
0: They have the Jets, but do they have anybody else? We
7: went with New Jersey.
6: because
7: mm-hmm. We know that the Jets and the Giants both play at what is that, MetLife Stadium, I think. Yep.
6: I home of WrestleMania
7: over the river
5: in New Jersey. Yep, that's uh, what we figured is that there was some uh, New York runoff into
6: New Jersey. Yep, both teams play in New Jersey.
3: I think I think only, there is only one NFL team that plays in New York, which is pretty funny. It's mm. Buffalo. Buffalo. Buffalo, right? It's Buffalo, and uh, the smallest state by area is New Jersey. All right. Hey, Anybody know?
5: got a football question. Anybody know
3: the second <laughs> smallest <laughs> state? I stopped Six.
6: thinking. So yeah, we're done.
3: <laughs> it's it's Maryland. Oh, Baltimore? Baltimore and and Washington, both play in Maryland. Oh, oh, you're right. And it's not much Uh, bigger, but question number two. Uh, You might see this prescribed over-the-counter. Dextrolomorphan can be used to treat uncontrollable laughing or crying, but what is it most commonly prescribed or taken for? It's probably in your cabinet
6: at home.
5: He might be overestimating people's be, medicine cabinets. Yeah,
0: yeah
6: I'm yeah. over the counter Xanax that <laughs> I keep in mind. I am very much not.
0: <laughs> so it might be something with like uh a... well,
5: Vaporub.
0: Vaporub. I
5: alright.
6: We're locked in so we can or get tongues. these guys back on here.
0: I think that's just calcium. Yeah, oh, yeah.
6: Calcium uh, carbs.
7: yeah, so we picked up on dectro dextrose being sugar. Well, morphan, Morpheus got asleep. Uh we thought possibly Nyquil.
1: <laughs> uh kind of sweet <laughs>
5: the, best, out. the best the uh, best medicine around
1: i guess we'll just say for treating cold
6: okay it's cold and flu
5: okay yeah we're gonna say uh we think this might be pepto-bismol so we're gonna say nausea upset stomach pretty much
4: okay mm-hmm. uh yeah matt and i
3: uh went with cough so you might find it in uh nyquil or dayquil Uh, But the thing that the active ingredient tries to do is it tries to suppress coughing. Mm. It's a cough suppressant specifically.
5: So so happy meal staying on top right now. uh, Staying happy
4: so far. It's all that sweet and sour sauce for our chicken nuggets.
3: All right. On to question three. This one provided to me by Jason Heaton. Thank you again, Jason. What planet has the strongest known winds with clouds of methane whipping across the planet at speeds of over 1,200 miles an hour? I will be more specific. I mean planets in our known solar system. <laughs> uh, yeah, there could be <laughs> one way
6: Because I know that's coming. <laughs> actually, Rigel 7, that hey, the fastest. That's a star. <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah. Is it a thing? Kepler yeah. which, one, which one do you like? You guys locked in? Yeah. Okay, so we're kind of between Venus and Mercury right now. Um, both big, or well, not big, but gaseous planets. Uh,
5: actually, we're right after Venus and
6: Mercury. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, so
7: we were talking about probably one of the gas giants. Saturn or Jupiter and then we decided because of the big uh big red eye and that giant storm that's on Jupiter we uh locked in with Mm. Jupiter all
5: right as for us that was the first direction that we were going and then for some reason we just thought about Venus a little bit and that kind of triggered something so we're gonna go with Venus
6: yeah we're in the same boat uh didn't really have a reasoning for it just knew it was a big old gas planet so Venus it is uh,
3: Venus planet. is one of the rocky planets eh, <laughs> <laughs> just for clarification <laughs> no. um, I do think Venus might have the thickest atmosphere mostly carbon dioxide um, and I think Saturn and Jupiter are mostly hydrogen helium uh, but it is Neptune with mm. the most oh, no. violent storms ah, the one that nobody said
5: <laughs> great nobody even mentioned it. I know
3: unfortunately for Jupiter I mean it's not going to happen in our lifetimes but very shortly here it's great red spot is disappearing so mm-hmm. it's only got a few hundred years left oh no <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of those things we've noticed, yeah. basically since we had the ability to about yeah.
6: 400. My years not ago.
5: children are going to be so disappointed. Yeah. I know.
6: I'll never get to see it with my own eyes. <laughs> <So laughs> you are I... never going to not see it. <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: All right. Question four, again, courtesy of Jason Heaton. Uh, what South Asian nation is credited with pioneering the concept of Gross National Happiness, ranking first in economic freedom, ease of doing business, and overall peace? It's also purported as having the second highest per capita income and is considered the least corrupt nation as of two thousand sixteen.
5: You said
4: South Asian?
3: Yeah. They also must be chill from having fun playing with all of those lighters.
4: Alright, we're all <laughs> in here. Reluctantly. Yeah,
1: we're we're kinda we're kinda struggling with this one. Alright, let's go with let's go with Singapore, I guess.
0: Okay. Team Beth Metal went with Singapore as well for similar reasons. Wow. Uh,
4: We were... So I I usually say Macau for a lot of of these questions because I know there's a big casino there. Uh, A lot of people are probably happy making money, but they could also be equally upset not making any money. And then Matt wrote South Korea, and then we ended up kind of writing some extra ones, and then Matt chose... Thailand. Thailand.
8: Okay.
3: Just for point of clarification, uh, Macau and Hong Kong both belong to China, Hmm. at least as far as China's concerned, and the UN. Nepal's next-door neighbor, uh, and this is... You might hear the... uh, the slight rhyme scheme uh, is the country of Bhutan. Bhutan. Mm. Butane would be the jump of the, uh, joke uh,
5: the boo, boo, Jeff. Boo. I did not read it. Um, <laughs> Jason, you know, boo. Jeff, we love you, Jeff, Jason. If
1: you, had given us, if you had given us the clue their national sport is archery, I would have gotten it. That's um. the one fact I know about Bhutan.
3: Or sovereign nations with dragons on their flags? Hmm. Hmm. Now I know two things about Bhutan. And they invented the idea of gross national happiness. Now
5: I know three yeah. things about Bhutan. I'll stop before I
4: learn too much. What's <laughs> great about Bhutan is they, they, they're very good about moving to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> good segue, Neil.
3: <laughs> All right, then. Question five, a listener submitted question by no surprise from uh, Ron Denning. Thank you, Ron. In 1950, Chuck Cooper made NBA history by becoming what?
1: The only thing that we really thought of that was like of some historical significance was that perhaps he was the um, first player of African American descent. Um, so that's what we're going to go with.
5: We also said the first black player. Yep, and we did as well.
3: Yeah, he. Uh, I will. I will give points on that. He is uh, one of the first two uh, players uh, of uh, African American uh, descent. To play in the NBA, but he's also further known for being the first black person drafted by any oh, NBA team, and he was drafted by the Celtics.
5: Oh, right, points all around.
3: Uh, this one is courtesy of Colin Jacobs, and uh, the category he wrote for this one uh, you're gonna be pretty familiar with. The category is the cream of the crop. Oh. So, the 1990s were a decade of music evolution as hip hop emerged as a mainstream radio staple. Credited as one of the powerhouse groups of its time, this clan of New Yorkers would go on to release four gold and platinum studio albums. What is the name of this group?
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. We're in. Uh,
5: let's just go House of Pain. Okay. Just for that reference. I don't.
0: I will trust you on it.
5: You shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're definitely not like triple platinum maybe mm-hmm. that song is but they don't have four records that are yeah
4: all right all of us are in here what are you guys thinking
7: this clan of new yorkers so we just went with the uh the wu-tang oh, clan mm-hmm. God. Was a... all
4: right so uh
3: wu-tang clan what did you say Beth metal <laughs> house of pain
6: <laughs> yeah when i think cream i think cash rules everything around me cream 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 get the money dollar, dollar bill yeah, y'all <laughs> so
3: colin uh, originally sure. wrote this with a uh with a bonus point but I, I don't like bonus points so i took it out but he put uh what is the famous phrase from their hit and uh i didn't even need to prompt yeah. these guys cream get the money yeah
5: dollar, dalla, dalla dalla. bills y'all i should have heard so. clan but i i missed Good. that
3: i play i downplayed that well then so <laughs> <laughs> <Just> a <clan. laughs> New Yorkers. <laughs> uh, not that much. <laughs> it's it's definitely there. So yeah, Wu-Tang Clan for credit for the mm-hmm. two teams. Yay. Question seven. This one is courtesy again of Colin. Thank you, Colin. Known to some as the Forgotten Occupation, the U.S. military occupied what Caribbean nation from 1915 to 1934 following uh, in- political instability and the murder of their dictator president, Vilbrun Guillaume Sam?
4: We're in. I don't know. Uh, which one do you like out of those? We can just circle it. Let's, let's just lock in
6: with Jamaica. Okay.
7: I'm going to shoot in the dark here and say uh, Jamaica. Lock in.
5: All right. We wrote a couple uh, Caribbean nations down, and uh, we thought the name that you mentioned sounded possibly Haitian, so we went with Haiti.
4: Mm. Oh. Ooh, We had that one written down as well. We, we had a bunch of names, uh, Haiti, Jamaica, French Guiana, Bahamas, Bermuda, but we just kind of settled on Jamaica as well.
3: Yeah, not as famous as uh, one of their later leaders, Papa Doc. Um, The U.S. had invaded uh, Haiti and occupied Mm. it for quite a long time. Hmm. So points, yeah.
0: Yeah, no one else got them. (laughs) Those are the the best. Yeah. (laughs) All
5: thanks to Beth on that one. That was all bad. Three points. (laughs) I I admit it freely.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Question eight in the round is courtesy of me. It is hard to verify exact numbers, but it's believed that what famous world capital and center of scholarship stole the title of the world's largest city from Chang'an, China, in approximately
4: 934 A.D. I don't know, maybe Athens, it's too late for Athens. You think of Rome then? Rome and what's the other one? Moscow. Moscow? Yeah. I'm good to go with, with everyone. I, Moscow, I feel like the capital changed there a ton, right? That's, and, that's probably true, too. It would probably be something else before then. So,
6: we might just lock in with Rome. Yeah, Rome's fine. Okay.
7: I kind of like, I don't know, you want to go to Constantinople or Istanbul? Yeah, yeah, let's do whatever that. Whatever they want to call it. <laughs>
6: All right. Well,
5: I think we were on the same page thinking of the library at Alexandria mm-hmm. when he said scholarship. So we said Alexandria, mm-hmm. though I don't really have too much background on that. Yeah. That's a good guess.
6: Yeah, and we were just we were looking at places that time period that would have huge uh, scholarly populations, and we stuck with Rome. Uh,
3: unfortunately, nobody picked up on the clue. Um, so stealing was important. Uh, maybe a thief would steal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the city in question is Baghdad. Uh, oh, uh,
1: Dave actually said Baghdad. We did say it once. <laughs> yep. uh,
3: well known for uh, being one of the first cities over a million people, and known for its uh, Muslim scholarship and uh, a lot of the philosophical preservation of the West at the time. Neat. Good
5: mm-hmm. question. Beef. it used to be known as Alexandria? But...
3: <laughs> it did not, as it turns out. Shoot. So unfortunately, you cannot get credit on that. All right. Question number nine. The barley corn is an unusual base unit of measure for what? It's almost exclusively used in English speaking countries and it doesn't even bother to be standardized.
7: We don't really know. We're, uh, we just kind of said a handful. It's a measurement, mm-hmm. there's no standardization. It's just a, a handful of barley corn. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> so. All right. Well, we were kind of similar. We just said, well, uh, unit of length. Yeah. Like you line up those barley corns and see uh, see how high you could stack them.
0: I feel like I heard once that three barley corns equals an inch, mm-hmm. but.
4: So Matt and I were talking. We, we threw a lot of uh, a lot of things out, like uh, the uh, size of your your farm, like instead of acres, we threw out uh, the type of mechanical machinery you might have and how much you have in your fleet. And then Matt came down with the final answer.
6: Yeah, it's the uh, measurement of the amount of I give about this question. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies
3: I mean I want to give you points just for the face of it you are uh, you are very correct that a barley corn is one-third of an inch Uh, it is the base unit of measure for shoe size Shoe size. it's only used in the US and UK and those shoe sizes don't align so it's the base unit of measure for two different systems so (laughs) points I'll give points
4: yeah Beth did say it was it is of length she knew exactly okay So how many barley, coin, barley corns does Shaq have?
3: Yeah, it turns out it's non-equivocal. I've oh, okay. tried to figure it out, and the one-third of an inch does not equate to shoe size even slightly. Oh. But it, it's, the, it's the official, like, base unit. So what do you have
5: corns size. on your feet. Oh, that's where it comes from. You're right. Good call
3: <laughs> Question number 10, final question in regulation. Uh, what 1994 film had an Albert Einstein, played by Walter Matthau, help a young Tim Robbins pretend to be a physicist in order to catch the attention of Einstein's niece, played by Meg Ryan. Wow. Yeah. I, used just, I used to watch this movie. I've, I've, yeah. I've seen this
4: movie. Yeah. <laughs> I used to watch um, think, this movie all the time.
1: I think I got it too, though. Uh, yeah, so I wish this entire quiz had been about 1994 films. I think I would have done great. <laughs>
3: so would Neil. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, we went with the uh, movie called IQ.
5: All right. Well, we tossed around a few things. I came up with a few imaginary names. uh, Stroke of Genius and my personal favorite. It's all relative. (laughs) And it would have, you know, Einstein like shrugging on the cover or something like that. But uh, we went with IQ Test.
4: Okay. Uh, So this one, I knew it. I've seen it a million times. I used to rent it from Blockbuster or watch it on cable uh, when I was younger. And I couldn't think of the name, and I kept writing clues to Matt, and he was writing PhD and MBA and all these other things. I was like, no, 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 it's like two letters. It has dot, and he wrote IQ, and I was like, that's it, IQ.
3: And the answer is IQ.
5: (sighs) Yeah, we were close.
0: I should have let you make us go with it.
4: That's okay. (laughs) All right, going into the final round, the game is super tight. It looks like with 85 points, Team Beth Metal is in third place and second place with 95 points is team guano and uh narrowly in the lead is team happy meal still happy uh still with bad. 105 points what are our categories for today um jeffrey I, I,
3: I think you're gonna like these categories today um so the the categories are uh michael
4: mm-hmm.
6: jim dwight
1: <laughs> oh my Pam,
6: and kevin okay Now, do those names mean something? (laughs) (laughs)
5: This is a a false flag.
3: (laughs) All right, so the first question in Michael. Uh, Michael Jackson is one of the most successful solo artists of all time, but his 2001 solo studio release was not the comeback album he had anticipated. What is the name of Michael Jackson's Mm. worst-selling studio album, which shares its name with a 2006 film? You
6: know it. Yeah.
3: Next question is in Jim. Jim Carrey... Uh, One of the most eclectic artists of our time insisted that what American metal band play and appear in Ace Ventura Pet Detective? The band is most famous for their song hammer smash face.
5: Of course I know this (laughs) Uh,
3: Next question is in Dwight Um, What two states were added to the United States during Dwight D. Eisenhower's second term? Uh, Next question is in Pam uh, what actress replaced Pamela Anderson on Home Improvement playing the oh. character of Heidi? Mm-hmm. And the last question is in Kevin, uh, near and dear to my heart, which is why I went with Kevin as opposed to one of the other characters. If you're playing Six Degrees of Separation, the name of the game is to try and find a way to get to Kevin Bacon. If playing that game in real life, you might need to first go through what Emmy and Golden Globe winning actress that he's married to. Okay, I got that one.
1: I'm Jane Perlez
4: All right, all the answers are locked in, Jeffrey.
3: Yep, so I'll go to each team in turn if you want to give me your wagers first uh, for each question, and then we'll get to your answers. So, um, what was your uh, wager on the Michael question, Guano?
7: We went with The Illusionist.
3: Uh, What was your wager? The 19. Okay, so wagering 19, and you said The Illusionist. It's a great movie. Beth Metal?
5: Uh, We're between uh, Unbreakable and Invincible. And uh, I think the two thousand six one was invincible.
3: Mm-hmm. all right, and on to team happy meal uh
4: we went with the Oakland Five, and uh Matt came up with this one, and I confirmed it by by saying, uh you remember the movie me Mark Walberg <laughs> so uh, what was the answer matt uh oh. yeah the
6: uh I had this album with it just had nothing but guest appearance after guest appearance, and it was invincible,
3: yep, yeah, not the uh not to be confused with the Marky Mark Wahlberg uh two thousand six movie, Invincible is correct.
5: It's uh, zero points for us.
3: Yeah. Uh, that sucks when it's zero points for a correct answer. Yeah. That always hurts.
5: That's uh that's gonna be a theme coming yes. coming, <laughs> coming forward here.
3: And the question in the gym round, I think this one is probably the hardest one mm. in the No? You don't think I'm a, I'm a huge
5: Jim Carrey fan though, so oh, I can't fair. say he's yeah. an ace Ventura fan. I'm yep. a metal fan. Yeah. That's mm. fair
3: uh but uh what was your wager you're sticking with 19 on this one is that correct guano
1: 19th all the way down
3: and did you come up with the band name in ace ventura
1: i don't know
7: (laughs) (laughs) man we uh we said the uh the band uh anvil
3: Mm. okay
7: yeah the rock band that never was that didn't make it
3: (laughs) and uh team happy meal which, uh, which metal band was this? Uh, what, would you, what was your wager?
4: Uh, we wagered uh, another Oakland 5. So we're at Oakland 5 all the way down. You got so it's it. easy. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, Matt, uh, same thing that happened earlier today. Uh, great teamwork. I said one word. He said the other. Um, and what's cool about this scene is uh, some TV broadcasts show it or don't show it. So depending on what cut of the movie you see, it's either in there or not in there. Uh, and so I wrote Cannibal and he wrote Corpse.
3: All right, huh. and uh, okay. Team Beth Metal. Yeah. With a name like Beth Metal, I hope you get this one right. Yeah,
5: <laughs> we actually goose egged all the way down on this one, and uh, it's Cannibal Corpse.
3: It is indeed uh, the band uh, Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> everybody
5: got that.
3: And remember, uh, it's the
4: uh, the white clam chowder that'll get you in. Mm-hmm. Is that the
5: red or the white? <laughs> Never remember
3: that. <laughs> white. Yes. <laughs> All right, your question in the Dwight round, sticking with nineteen points, uh, Team Guana. What were the two states added during Eisenhower's term?
1: Uh, hey, I think we I think we got one right. Yeah, we said <laughs> Hawaii and Alaska.
5: And for nothing, we said Alaska and Hawaii. Well, not for nothing,
3: but for zero <laughs> points. So
6: <laughs> we, were, we originally wrote Hawaii and Alaska. We wagered five on this, and then I said that sounds too easy. Maybe it was the forty eighth and 49th state, and we said Arizona and Hawaii. <laughs>
3: I do love that this caught somebody out it is in fact uh, both I believe uh, January 1st 1959 for Alaska and Hawaii was in December I think uh, yeah. but yeah Dwight D. Eisenhower brought in Alaska and Hawaii
8: mm-hmm.
3: alright and the question uh, back to Team Guano in Pam what actress replaced Pam Anderson on Home Improvement playing the character of Heidi what did you say for that one
7: uh, famous for the TV role of Sheena where he went with Gina Lee Nolan <laughs> classic role from the 90s good stuff okay maybe she be doing two times
5: <laughs> and uh once again for zero
4: we're gonna say this was tima allen <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i couldn't think of the name this is a really tough question um i believe the character's name was heidi um but i think the actress's name she has like a, a alliteration I, it might it's like debbie something i couldn't remember because this is a really tough one so we just said debbie even though it's wrong
3: it, it's it's not totally wrong uh, it's not right enough for credit, but it is Debbie Dunning. Oh. So. And, yeah, basically she didn't really do anything else after that. So Good point. Uh, Team Guano, again, wagering 19. Uh, who is a Emmy and Golden Globe winner who also happens to be married to uh, Kevin Bacon? What would you say, Guano? Uh,
1: I think we got another one right. Um, and uh, with my Hollywood wheeling and dealing out here, I actually just spoke to her on the phone about a week ago. Oh, that's awesome. It, <laughs> it's Kira Sedgwick.
0: All right, and T. Beth Bethel for zero points, said Kira Sedgwick. Uh, We wagered
6: five, because we wagered five on everything, and we also said Kira Sedgwick.
3: Yeah, uh, she was nominated uh, for uh, Emmys, Golden Globes, and SAG Awards, I think like three or four years in a row for her work on uh, TNT's, uh, is that The Closer? I'm trying to remember The the... Closer, yeah. Uh, But yeah, she also happens to be married to uh, the very notable... Kevin Bacon.
4: Well, um, after the final round here, I I did the math uh, in my head. It was correct, and I (laughs) double-checked on Calculator, so I'm proud of myself.
3: That's definitely what happened.
4: Um, So in third place, with a very strong showing, just the the Guano 19 kind of overtook them here in the final round, uh, is Team Guano with 76 points. Yay! In uh, second place, with a very conservative zero all the way down, is going to be Team Beth Metal with uh, the year of my birth, 85. Good year. Good mm-hmm. year. And uh, in first place, uh, we're happy. We gave away a lot of toys, a lot of fries, <laughs> and uh, we're going to be Team Happy Meal to it. So 110 points. T- today's Cream of the Crop. The Cream of the Crop! Here your chicken nuggets. Good job, guys. <laughs> yeah, great job, guys. That was that was a really close game the whole time. And it like as always, it's the final round.
5: Man, just getting beat up the whole game. Yeah. We're like let's bet 0 and then <laughs> they're we, all gettable. Yeah, I we do... should
0: have we should have bet.
5: And in, in short, thank you sirs and madam.
4: May we have another? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's uh first say thank you once again uh to Robert and Dave for joining us today. So, uh Dave, any last words today before you head out?
7: I want to redeem myself one of these days. That was uh... <laughs> A lot of fun, so thanks for having me
4: on. Of course, thank you for joining us. We'll have to have you on again. We will, we will certainly have you find your way back. Uh, well, thank you over to, uh, to uh, Robert over in Los Angeles for joining us today. Uh, any last words for you?
1: Uh, yeah, just uh, thanks, guys. I really enjoy the podcast. I'd also like a chance to redeem myself someday. <laughs> um, it was a lot of fun getting to play. And uh, if any of you are ever out in L.A., um, come look me up. I play at O'Brien's every Wednesday night. It's a lot of fun. I'll awesome. we'll never go
5: there, <laughs> yeah. So. yeah.
4: Yeah. Robert, I'll actually be there in a couple of weeks, so we'll, we'll meet up. <laughs> cool. Um, so awesome. That sounds great. And then uh, a fine, uh, thank you also for being a Patreon supporter. And uh, thank you for coming into the studio today, Beth. Uh, any last words for you?
0: Um, yeah, you're welcome. Um, if you're a mom, check out fitformom.com for fitness classes. And... Yeah, thank you guys for having me. If you I'm not need like a, a mom,
5: but can I still? <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't so know fun. if they'd be comfortable with you. There. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I won't <That's> cook. <laughs> But if you guys ever need a last minute person, I'm 20 minutes away.
4: Yes. <laughs> so fitformom.com.
0: Fitformom.com. The four is the number four.
4: Wonderful. And congratulations on your upcoming baby. Yeah.
0: Yes, I'm a person and a half right now.
4: <laughs> and she did tell us uh, before the show that she has an envelope with Jeff, Neil, Ken, and Matt in it. We'll pull them at random <laughs> after the birth. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah thank you very much for joining us is that uh, what
3: that five dollar bills uh, you slid <laughs> across the table earlier before?
4: <laughs> as long as it's any not any oh, yeah um, but yeah thank you very much for everyone uh, thank you to all of our listeners for all those submitted questions and jeff i'll let you close out the show with Whatever you'd like to say.
3: Yeah, uh, we really appreciate it. Um, I'm clearly out of questioner, uh, question fives now, so please send those back in. Uh, I, I plan to write more games here coming up, so I do apologize that we did not get around to those as quickly as I wanted to. But uh, as, as we usually say, um, if you want to join us, a uh, fun place to do that would be at the Facebook group The Crop. Uh, We have a lot of fun there. We do daily questions, and uh, it's just a nice place to kind of interact with other people in the community. If you'd like to directly support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast, uh, where you can qualify then for some other bonus incentives. Um, Currently, uh, we are gearing up uh, in short order. should be a week or so. We're going to launch a T-shirt campaign uh, where we're going to be having those at heavily discounted prices for the first two weeks. Um, so, yeah, you'll go basically into the queue on those, um, your t-shirt will ship at the end of the campaign, uh, but the, having it out there for two weeks allows us to, uh, get a big bulk order together and offer them at much lower prices. So, um, they will be available for sale after that. The store is not going away. It'll just convert to, uh, slightly higher prices. Um, but
5: extremely high price <laughs> no not $99 not at
3: all uh, the, the purpose of them is if you like our logo and you want to wear it uh, we want to make sure that you can do yeah. so
6: I mean how much can a t-shirt cost one two hundred dollars
7: when are you guys gonna do tank tops? That's the yeah, uh, you could just, you could, you could just
6: rip the, the sleeves off and you kind of do your right own. Right thing. in time for I, winter.
3: All right, and uh, thanks again to uh, Robert, Dave, and Beth who joined us here, and my normal co-hosts Matt, Ken, and Neil. That was triviality.